you saw the change in the housing market. So, yeah. so when I'm just curious, the aha moment, like when you were like, this does not look good. Like what was yeah. like when you were start, like when was the aha moment? You're like, holy smokes! Like you knew there was going to be a significant problem. Right. Yeah. There's a couple of things, a couple of moments in there that I remember really clearly. Um, and you know, we track things like you know, in that active market, it's not just about like this is what the house sold at, but it's like what percentage of homes that are on the market have taken price cuts. What percentage were on the market, went into contract, and are now relisted, or went off of got withdrawn and are now relisted, right? So, you know, you can look, there's all this signal in the active market, and we could watch the relisting rate go up, right? Withdrawn, relisted, not getting any offers, you know, and we could watch that starting to tick up. We could watch the price reduction sticking up, we, and we watch the the price of the newly listed homes each week. And at this time, there's a lot of inventory, too. There's a, there's a lot, lot of inventory. Of yeah, and so, you know, I was new in the space then, and so I think my dude is telling me this, but I, I didn't really know enough to be like, like, oh, I'm going to go trade a billion dollars with the mortgages. Like, I, yeah. you know, but... All right, everyone, we got Mike Simonson. He's the founder of Altos Research and currently the president. Correct. Did I get that right? I That's got correct. it right. All right, so, you know, we were laughing. I was like, you're you're the date, you're the real data guy. Like, we're all just stealing your data to talk about it. And we're like, we're the data guys. We're laughing that Logan's the data guy. I'm like, no, you're actually the data guy. But one thing before we get started, you know, I was reading about you and it said you have, you know, you have a passion for data and to answer the question, the question that everybody wants to know is how's the market? The market, right? Yeah. And it's kind of funny because people go, you can't ask that question because I think a lot of people know how to answer the question, right? Right. Or in the real estate world, you know, we're all taught to be positive. Right, so how's the market? And people are like, it's great, even yeah. though everybody knows it's not great. Eight <laughs> like, percent so, rates so, are great. Are yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so answering that question with data is how you like you, you put yourself in a powerful frame. Right? Yeah, people know what the data is. And so how's the market? Well, in Austin, there's 85 homes for more than there was last. Year. That's a message right there. Yeah. Just use data. Yeah. So um, before we kind of get about your background, um, I missed it because I was out here ch ch talking. But you kind of mentioned something yesterday. You're like, oh, you got to hear my story about how I believe you said how you saved Goldman Sachs. Yes. Okay. So I got to hear the story because I did not hear it this morning. So I want to hear it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I saved Gold Sachs from bankruptcy. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, it was me and Warren Buffett. Okay. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, um, so it's uh, 2007. Okay. I'm a year into Altos. I got started the company. I'm a year into the company. Um, and we have real value data. And, and I, but I don't know anybody in the industry. I'm just building the business. And so I'm at a conference and I, uh, on stage where the guy's talking about the, the, the mortgage derivative trades, right? And this is 2007. They're still like masters of the universe, right? Okay. These guys are the, like, you know, trading, they're making billions. And on stage, you know, there's a guy from Lehman, there's a guy from Goldman. So it must have been early in 07, right? Or was this yeah, it was, okay. early, it was this early in 07. before the cliff was up. Yeah. Okay. And so, yes, because so I, so like, I think like, these guys need the Alto State. And so I sneak back into the speaker lounge after that and I go find him. I go to the guy from Lehman Brothers and I said, look, hey, I'm Mike from Altos. Here's what we do. We track every home for sale in the country, all pricing, all the supply yeah. and demand, all the changes in that data, hand it to you. So you see it once more, you see it in the traditional headlines and the traditional data. And the Lehman Brothers guy goes, uh, Mike, I know exactly what's going on. I have more, I don't know my Wow. And then I was like, okay, this guy's not my customer. Yeah, right? yeah, but let me yeah, go yeah. like, I'm yeah. undaunted. I'm going to go to the Goldman guy. I go to the Goldman guy and I say, same thing. I'm Mike from Altos Research. Here's what we're doing. Track every home for sale in the country. Week, all pricing, supply, the demand, all the changes in that data. And we hand it to you, make it research uh, channels. He goes, huh, you got all sex. He goes, huh, that's, that's interesting. Let me see a sample. 
example, if I like it, I'll buy it. And 12 weeks later, the Goldman, the mortgage derivative boss, is my client, first Wall Street client. Wow. 12 months later, Lehman Brothers ceases to exist. Right? They entirely out of business and almost bring down the entire global financial system. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and, and the, what happens, these guys are uh, the Goldman guys are at the Altos. They, and, you know, they are smart enough to let the data tell them what's going on. Okay. Everybody's got vibes. Everybody's got, like, an opinion. I know it's going this. And, and you know, but they were smart enough to tell us what's going on. And there's, you know, when you watch the active market, there's leading indicators in there. We can watch changes in pricing. We can, like, all of the things. And the traditional housing data is like, these homes sold last month or two months ago. And the house is on the market now. It's an offer in November. It closes in December or January. You start hearing about that in February. Yeah. But I can tell you, I can tell you right now what's happening. And so the Goldman guys were like, right. they got short the, the mortgage market one quarter before everybody else. And so they went short. They were They're like, like wow, the market's the changing. They went short. They didn't go out of business. Lehman wrote it all the way through and, and almost crashed. And so it was, you know, it was me. I saved Goldman Sachs. <laughs> you know, it was were, you giving, were you giving the research to the big short guy? Like he knew. Like he, so he almost, he kind of was looking at your data in a way. Yeah, they, yeah, that's right. All of the guys that are in the big short, like uh, the Goldman guys, like those were my clients. Okay. And they, they were that's those how they smart did. enough ones. That's how they to, to like, they were smart enough to like, you know, like, oh, oh, data could be useful to me. And it turns out it was useful to them. Um, and, question, and, question about that time. That's interesting. Yeah. Is you saw change in the housing market. So, yeah. so when, I'm just curious, the aha moment, like when you were like, this does not look good. Like what was, yeah. like when you were start, like when was the aha moment? You're like, holy smokes. Like you knew there was going to be a significant problem. Right. Yeah. The, um, so there's a couple of things, a couple of moments in there that I remember really clearly. Um, and, you know, we track things like, you know, in that active market, it's not just about like, this is what the house sold at, but it's like, what percentage of homes that are on the market have taken price cuts? What percentage were on the market, went into contract, and are now relisted, or went off or got withdrawn and are now relisted, right? So, you know, you can look, there's all this signal in the active market, and we could watch the relisting uh, go up, right? Withdrawn, relisted, not getting any offers, you know, and we could watch that starting to tick up. We could watch the price reductions ticking up, we, and we watch the the price of the newly listed homes each week. And at this time, there's a lot of inventory, too. There's a, there's a ton lot of inventory. Of yeah, and so, you know, I was new in the space then, and so, uh, you know, it's like, I think my data's telling me this, but I, I didn't really know enough to be like, like, oh, I'm going to go trade a billion dollars with the mortgages. Like, I, yeah. you know, but, 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 but what you know but, now, like, when you, yeah. if you reverse, you knew now, and you do that, you would have been sounding the alarm, like, oh my For gosh. For sure. And, and, you know, what's really fun is, so, a very, you know, when you watch the real-time data, headlines are two, three, four Even months behind. Even with rates. Even yeah. with rates. Rates are uh, down. You're like, no, they were down a week ago. They're back yeah, up. Yeah, they're yeah, back yeah, up. <laughs> so, uh, so the, the headlines are way behind. And the traditional, you know, housing data is looking at sold data, and that's by definition, you know, it's months after the, the yeah. activities had, right? Um, and so, um, so what's fun is that you get when you get to be contrarian to the headlines, and the best times are when you get to be contrarian and bullish. So then it was like 2009, 2010, 2010. Um, there, there was a new first-time homebuyer tax credit. Okay, yeah, I remember. Ford. Yeah, old demand. Obama, right? Yep, yeah. okay. Obama yeah. and, and yep. old demand in 2009. It ended April 1 of 2010. Okay. So by the end of 2010, the, all the demand had been pulled forward. End of 2010 looked really bad again, like Armageddon. So the headlines, first quarter 2011, all markets tanking again. Armageddon housing. 
house and housing, but we can watch the real-time data. People are buying houses. And so then I was on, I'm on my clients, I'm going, guys, people are buying. And like I was at one of the biggest balls players in the world. And, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, look, uh, it is bullish, right? He's like, you're the only person in the world who's bullish on housing right now. And, and, is this and, is a house buyer? This was like, you know, the, like okay. one of these giant, yeah. one okay. of these giant guys. And, and they trade, you know, billions of dollars in yeah. equities and yeah. like everything matters about housing, yeah. right? And so, so they were like, they were like, you know, you go and sit there and they go, okay, what's happening? And I said, uh, people are buying houses. And it was- the data doesn't lie. That's like right there. Right? And, yeah. and so like, it, it's really fun when you get to be contrarian and bullish. And so right now things are kind of kind of rough, right? There will be a moment sometime in the next six months, a year, whatever, when we get to be bullish, get the turn or the headlines turn because we're watching like the market. So explain when you say bullish. Yes. When you mean bullish. Yes. Can you like elaborate what yeah. exactly you mean Yeah, by yeah, that's a good point. So, so uh, you know, when I say bullish, I mean uh, people are buying houses. Uh, means like we can see that demand is there. We can see healthier market. Healthier okay. market. We can see that you know there's more transactions happening. We can see that there's support for prices. Right when rates are starting to go up high and nobody's buying, like prices can yeah. be net ratcheting yeah. lower, right? And so, um, so like I, you know, when I can be confident that there are those, all those signals are in the in the data, then I can be bullish on housing. Do you foresee? Um, and I, I mean, I think this is, but you've, I mean, I know it's kind of there's 50 states we have so it's all over and then within the states there's all these marks right yeah. like you just showed on the screen about austin when you're picking on that do you foresee a inventory problem like nationally for a while and then obviously in places like maybe i live in san diego it just always seems to be one do you foresee just moving forward like housing markets just going to be dealing with the inventory problem for the foreseeable future yeah so the the way i'd ask the question is like when will we get some yeah, yeah so um, there's a there's a common misconception that like once rates fall we're going to get some inventory this is literally the comb buyer's ideal yeah so let's stop yeah. right there so most people think rates are going to fall yeah. and then all these people are going to list their homes and then we're going to have all this inventory and prices are going to go down. I've heard 10, 20, 30%. That's what I'm with. And they're like, I'm going to wait. Yeah. And so data shows lower rates, less higher. And you can do it over time, right? So it's crazy to think that, it, but that's just what. Yeah. Point. And the reason it is, mm -hmm. is because of holding costs. So okay. when, when rates are low, it's especially ultra low. It's really affordable to two houses to keep my first you one. You can buy refi out one. of a high rate, get back, yeah, to back in the low okay. rate. And okay. so we hold more. When rates are, rates are low, we hold more. When they're higher, those deals pencil out. I, back on I sell my first one to find success. So inventory yeah. rises. Gotcha. Rates have been falling for yeah. right? and inventory oh. in 20 rates rose from percent Inventory started 2019. First year. Here's okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, 2020 rates fell dramatically. Inventory fell. Last year rates spiked. Inventory spiked. This year inventory like rates are climbing now late in the year in October. Inventory is climbing. And so you know, what that means is next year if rates fall it'll get more affordable. Your payments will get more but your selection's going to go down. And the, the, you're going to be dealing with a lot more competition. A lot more competition. Yeah. So what happens is uh, lower rates spur demand. They don't spur supply as much. Yeah. So um, you know, and so so the what'll get us to more inventory over time, higher rates for longer. And it took us a decade to get down here. So a decade of higher rates finally builds up some more inventory. Like it's less affordable to hold two or three houses. I see. And so I put some of them back on the market. Okay. Um, so that's one way to get inventory. Another rate is uh, job loss recession. Right. So those are jobs and flight to cash. Flight to cash. Right. Exactly. I have. I have. Eddie, so I can sell my house. Yeah. Um, and so the way to think about that is uh, uh, right now everybody's job record levels of employment, 157 like, million, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like everybody's very healthy. Yep. You're very healthy and like scary healthy. Like that's why yeah. interest rates yeah. are so high. But everybody's job, and it's really uh, about 12 months from jobs before we start seeing the inventory. Right? Like now, start jobs. Uh, let's say recession hits first quarter. Like yeah. let's say it's okay. whenever it hits, then uh, recession. We really feel it hits quarter, and it's 2025 before people. Are start to see that inventory because it's like I go, I lose my job, I try to get another, and I'm over nine days, and I can't start missing payments, and it's another. 
it's six months before they even start talking wow. about maybe selling. Right? So it's it's really a year before that inventory. So so if you know you've got buyers and they're waiting, like one of the things to keep in mind is like you know, maybe some of that happens. Right? Maybe we get a severe recession. I've been expecting it for a long yeah, time. Right. Sometimes it's going to hit. The longest right? expected recession. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's going to hit. And so yes, you know, like some supply could happen. But it's probably another year out. So it's probably at least 2025. But maybe investors, right? Like, like, maybe put some on. Maybe Airbnb aren't getting ready in, put certain, those back areas, in yeah. certain areas. Yeah. Maybe those have, uh, and the only thing, the most important thing to remember is that none of that, like, yeah, none no. of those, even if you assume that that's got to happen, like that those investors are going to you know, cash out and unload, none of them, nobody is doing it, uh, basically anywhere in the country. Maybe a little bit in Austin, right? Austin has is the only place where inventory is up. We've been working on this for the past few months. You know, we always want to bring as much value as we possibly can. And our partner, Prime Corporate Services is all about bringing you a service you can't get anywhere else at a price you can't get anywhere else. Whether you're new to owning a business or owning a property or you're an experienced property owner or investor, Prime Corporate Services is not only going to help you, but they're going to make the process so much easier. So if you book a call, the first thing they're going to do for you is help you understand what your business structure should look like. Your corporate structure, tax planning, estate planning, all of that. Maybe you're saying, I'm brand new to starting a business and all this sounds foreign and complicated. Remember, this company helps new people just getting started every day. They're gonna help you form the entity that's best for you and walk you through the process. Before I found this company, we paid thousands of dollars to other attorneys, CPAs, and consultants to try to understand exactly how we need to be structured to be as protected as possible. We've also gone the other route and used online platforms to form entities which unnecessarily put us at risk. You guys, you don't have to do that with this company. They'll do all of these things for you at a reasonable price so you you never have to think about saving money at the expense of exposing yourself to liability. We search high and low and you will not find this much value anywhere else. All you have to do is schedule a free call today. Just go to primecorporateservices.info slash G-I-T-C-G. Once again, that's primecorporateservices.info slash G-I-T-C-G. We'll also leave the info for you in the show notes. So you're hopeful maybe 25, it's more of a, yeah, like a so, normal, healthier inventory level. Like not, maybe some places are just always going to struggle like San Diego or wherever. San Francisco always struggled with inventory too. until recently. Yeah. And, and well, even now, and you know, and still, so, yeah, so still pockets are still rates like, staying at like 8% or more in the next year. Inventory will rise. Yeah. We'll have more selection. If rates fall between say now and January, you're going to see buyers. And so you're going to see less inventory, less selection next year. That's what happened at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Where we started an inventory. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, California is kind of different from a lot of the rest of the country. We have chronic shortage of in California. Of buildings, okay. And it's, yeah, and it's like you, the Prop 13 is the tax law. So your property taxes, so you hold on to your house for the holding costs are low forever. My, I'm locked into a 3% loan and my more, my, my taxes don't go up. I, I, I yeah, and then people stay, I think California, the longest stay in our house is 13. Yeah. So it's crazy. Because it's best deal to yeah. never sell. And, and so we have That's chronic shortage in, in California. And compared that to Texas, property taxes are high in Texas. And so you get turnover. Get higher affordable housing market because property taxes are high, which is a weird thing to think about, but that's how it works. Wow. Yeah. So let's go back. Um, I know we got, we're going to get some place. fun tangents. Yeah. Um, so Alta started in 2000. Yep. How in the world? Like I, when, when I know what you do now, I'm like, wait a minute, how do you just start this? Like, how does this begin? How do you finalize this data? This seems like overwhelming. So, right now. Yeah. I am a data software. I'm not oh, a real okay. estate guy. I'm okay. a data software. And uh, my whole Silicon Valley career, and I were like, oh, what kind of data can I make available in the world? And then I happened to buy my price house, you know, 30 years old. <laughs> 2001, right? It's it is. I got a billion dollar mortgage. Like I you know, and and this is the Nasdaq bubble. Two bubbles ago. Yeah, right? yeah. Like the, the Nasdaq bubbles. I needed to. Understand. 
and I started building a data. It was at that time, his first moment as an outsider, I knew what was for sale. It was on the internet where they had the guy yeah. with the oh, yeah. uh, And so, uh, so I started building it. I did it for a few years for my local markets. After a while, I knew I had more information. About it. And so uh, we did it locally. And then there were some, you know, things that were like uh, some of my, you know, I stole some of the things that I did in other data software uh, projects. Like one of the things we do at Altos is do every market price change. High end of the market may be behaving differently from the low end. And so, and that was like those four quartiles, like that was, took that out of a previous product. I was like, oh, I want to do exactly that. So like, I knew I bought the cheapest house in Los Altos and was going to remodel up a quartile and like, what's the price per square foot here? How many bedrooms is that? Does that mean, you know, but I can't move up to the top because that's twice as much land. Like all of those kind of things. So that's in that presentation that was really valuable to me at the time. And that's how it, how it came. And then, and then so um, how are you finding your data? Is that like a proprietary way? Or? Yeah. So okay. we do, we track every home for sale and then we do all of our Altos data ourselves. We, we do all the analytics and, you know, it happens like different local realtor associations measure the way they have different rules about when you can relist it and reset the DOM, all these things. And so we track the whole company. Okay. And so you could go in the Altos data and look at any zip code, understand what's happening anywhere in the country. It's all based on that. Wow. And then how long did, did you, so did you write, did you write a software? For yeah. That? So I did like the early, you know, uh, prototype stuff. I did it for me. And then I had a CTO co-founder okay. who was like, uh, you know, automated, build it for the whole country. And over time, of course. And then you merge with Housing Wire. Yeah, Housing Wire that, acquired that us last really, year. I feel like that was a really smart move on both. Yeah, it feels really great. Uh, the uh, Housing Wire like, values are well aligned. Passion of what you're doing. That's, exactly. Exactly. that's what I noticed with everybody I talk to here. You have such passion about what you're doing, which shows in the research data, the whole thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, Not exactly. just talking to you guys, but you see it. You know? Yeah, it, it, and that's exactly right. It feels good. And so the, the Housing Wire, you know, is a media company and we're a data company, but the data drives a lot of media journalism. And, you know, there's a lot of reaching so it, well, it's like Bloomberg is the data and media. So do you have any competition kind of for what you do or are you kind of you know, now but then yeah you know there's uh, a lot of ways that you know, individuals can go get data you know, realtor I can go download stuff MLS or, uh, and so in a sense that's our competition but it's like you know I can change the oil in my car too but I don't yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I can do it yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, you know like some people like to do that with the data and a lot of those folks are our clients too and they use different things but, but um, when I started there was nobody. Nobody had any idea. Now, like people have much more idea about how over a data data world, right? Yeah. Data-driven world. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And then, so um, who, like, you obviously sell this information to a lot of third parties, like not names, but what are, are you selling it to? Home builders? Are you selling it to brokers? Are you selling it to maybe Wall Street firms or yeah. people that want to buy homes to know what's going on? I mean, who's? And then is this when they're making? It's funny because you probably know who you're selling to, and then you'll see something on the news as so and so is going to go buy ten thousand homes, and you're like, that's my client. That's it's a good time to watch the data. Do you kind of see this and know like this is going on? Because you have to. You're yeah, part of yeah. So, um, so yeah, the clients are but actually about half businesses, uh, realtors and brokers okay. and loan officers. Okay. And it's really, how do you reach, how do you reach the Kenny report to your clients? Yeah. Right? Your clients have opinions about housing. Like, look, you're shopping. I'll put this in your inbox every Monday because I want you to watch what's happening. And so we brand it for you, automatic email it. This is about how the other half of the business is institutions. Based. So okay. evaluation providers, uh, you know, AVMs or, you know, oh, okay. home builders yeah, okay. or, you know, the uh, mortgage traders or lenders or you know, the Wall Street, all of those folks. Uh, People who have exposure to the housing market yeah. need to know what's happening right now. And that's how they Insurance companies? They, yep. Okay, insurance companies be there too. Yep. Yeah. You know what's going on. Yes. What, um, ask, uh, when you when you like compile this data and stuff, um, what are you, okay, so let's say, I think what like a lot of the audience, a lot of stuff I hear, I think when I, I guess somebody that's going to listen to this and they're watching the main news, they're hearing, I was telling this to Logan, they're hearing, you know, rates go down, prices are going to go down. They're hearing all this debt, credit card debt, all this, all this stuff. Right, yeah. all this noise. And I think the consumer right now is selling a rate out. A lot of people are on defense. Rates were six and a half. I think a lot of people are like, 
buy, I'll refi when the rates down. Now they're kind of like, oh, wait, this is getting a little bit much. But when somebody's saying, you know, they call me, hey, Kenny, what is it? Maybe they want to buy real estate, best property, I want to buy a home, they're waiting something. What could you tell general? Like, what should somebody be looking for? Trends market? Not from your point of view, but that they probably could watch and see. They should be seeing changes. They think this might be a good entry level, or maybe like, hey, changes you think that are going to come. Maybe that deal you're looking might be really far out, farther out. Think so you waiting. Yeah, so. Kind of a loaded question, but I'm trying to break it down to like. Yeah, like, there are, uh, there's, there's, I think, a bunch of folks who are waiting. Payments are higher than they've ever, like, been. Yeah. like, it's, it's a real deal, right? Yeah. I want to wait. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. it's okay. Um, on the other hand, you are sitting there like, I'm waiting for like, the bargains to price bargains. Like, prices are going to tank 30 cents. Whatever your hypothesis. Um, there is no sick anywhere in the day. Uh, there's no sick anywhere in the day of a surge of in. So, like I mentioned, like, if rates go down, inventory is going to go down. It's crazy. Right? So there's no signal anywhere in the day of a surge of inventory. So uh, if you're in the market, just know that, right? Like it's, you know, if you find the house that you like, you can afford, like it's okay to buy that house. If you don't like it or you can't afford it, don't buy the house, right? Uh, and, and, but also, you know, how long are you going to wait for, the, to, for this bargain? Because people have been telling me, like, I'm going to wait for the bargain for a decade. Oh, They've been telling sure. me, right? And so like, how, how long are you going to wait for that? So, uh, so like that's something for people to think of. There's no sign anywhere in the day of a surge of inventory. Homeowners are really well financed. They're, they have tons of equity. They ultra cheap mortgages locked forever. California, they also have their taxes locked. Like there's no homeowners, almost none who are, and everybody's got a job. So, you know, like all of those things both really well for homeowners. Right? Uh, there's no sign anywhere that is right now. You can see mortgage rates at 8%. Like there's fewer buyers. You can see price reductions ticking up. So you can see a little bit of downward price pressure, you know, but it's it's on the order of a couple percent. It's not 30%. There's no sign in the data anywhere. So like if that's your hypothesis, like you have to look for that. Like I look for those signals every day. So that's something to think about. Uh, about you're on the fence. I'm just going to wait till a crash comes. Wait, how long are you going to wait? Okay. Well, we got to wrap it up, Mike. Um, but we'll have to do something again. Um, Anytime. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, think we should get from here. If you're already a real estate investor, you know that aside from cash flow, you also get huge tax benefits by investing in real estate. But are you taking full advantage of all the potential tax benefits? We've been working with Tim Looney at CSSI for a few years now, and he's saved us and our clients hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in taxes doing cost segregation studies on their properties. Let me give you a few examples. We bought a property in 2019. If we had just used straight line depreciation, we would have saved about $18,750 in taxes. But because we did a cost seg, we saved $258,000. That's $239,350 more than standard straight line depreciation in the first year. The other great thing is if you're classified as a real estate professional, you can apply this to other sources of income like W-2 or 1099 income. And you can also roll over any unused depreciation to future years. If you've owned your properties for a few years already, don't worry, you can still do a cost seg and save big on your taxes. This is not tax advice, so consult your CPA to see if you qualify to take advantage of these benefits. Call or text Tim at 318-469-9861 to get your complimentary property analysis. Once again, that's 318-469-9861. And I'll also include his information in the show notes. You guys don't want to miss out on these tax savings.